0: Hello, you're listening to KAOP 1045, Seattle's hottest AM station. I'm Danny. And I'm Adam. And we are Accents on Purpose, a show that strives to tell the stories of Seattle's DIY. In our control booth, as always, is Gary, our engineer, and according to my meters, we're pumping out 88 watts of power. Oof. Nope. Adam, how are you doing? I'm doing pretty well. Uh,
1: you know, I was thinking about something that happened to me when I was in college. So when I was in college, I moved in. I had my own. I had my own dorm room. It was just, just for me. Everyone had their own dorm room. Where'd you go to school? It's not. It was local. Okay. Local place. Okay, local. It's not there anymore.
0: Uh, <laughs> okay, uh, listeners, if you know what he's talking about, email me at Seattle um, Access on Purpose um, <laughs> Podcast at gmail I'll give.
1: You, I will give you a clue if you. If anyone out there is really genuine, it was in Ballard. It was a college that was in Ballard.
0: All right, back to the dorm room. You're alone.
1: Anyway, so for a long time, every, everyone kept saying that I had like a really stinky dorm room, <sighs> and I'm not known as being the most tidy person. You know, I've been known to be sometimes to be called the slob. I mean, when you you leave
0: the studio, there's like this inch of film on the chair. Yeah, exactly. And they're really nice chairs.
1: So I was really self-conscious, but I was like, what is going on here? So I'd like clean up. I would always be like cleaning up my room. I'd be like, I would never have like a full load of laundry in my hamper, but it like would still like stink in there. And I could not figure out what was going on. Like it smelled really bad. I couldn't figure it out. And then uh, I was going and eventually the smell went away. I have no idea what caused it. Uh, and then I was, like, going to leave uh, for summer break, and I had moved my dresser, and there was, like, a giant dead rat that oh. had become, like, by that point, it had, like, um, all the water had evaporated, so it was kind of yeah. like a flat rat, but I was yeah. like, oh, that was the, that's what was, had nothing to do with me, I didn't do anything. Yeah. It, something else just came in and died, so. Yeah. I was so, absolved of any
0: guilt. So, did you go, like, did you make flyers and put them on everyone's yeah, doors? I started, to like, the I started situation? like, running
2: up and down the hall, like, getting people to come. I was like, it wasn't my fault. It wasn't my fault. And I mean, when does a, when does a rat die of natural causes in a dump? Like, isn't that where rats should thrive naturally? Well, I think like, I've, I've done you're... such a good
1: job of removing any type of sustenance from my room. That it just went to like a dark, you know, went into a dark area and just laid down and breathed its last breath.
0: Uh, it's funny because you told me for like weeks, you're like, "What are you going to do? Another podcast? I have a great anecdote? What are you going to do?" A podcast? Oh,
1: I forgot. Oh, oh my god. I, that's that's okay. Good. Here, it's the good editor's good. great. Oh my so. god. Let's do this.
0: Just do it. Do it. Come on.
1: No, I have to have the thing. I, I I would have to go back to my apartment to get it.
0: Well, that's not happening. I mean, It's
1: radio. Do you really need to have it? Damn it. I cannot believe I forgot. I...
0: Well, you know what? I didn't forget. I didn't forget that this Saturday is Record Store Day, and there's a lot of people who talk shit about it. There's a lot of people who love it. Uh, I make the analogy that, to me, it's kind of like Christmas. There's a lot of bullshit attached to it, but in the end, it's it's, it's pretty fun. So
1: you said some people say it's bullshit, yeah. and you said there's a lot of shit attached to it. Can yeah. you expand on those two?
0: Um, Some people feel that it is just a way for... Bigger labels, major labels to make instantly collectible things that people who don't normally shop for records just go and buy so that they can try to sell on eBay and Discogs. Which I'm not saying isn't true, but that's not the only thing that happens. Sort of like people going to the Nike store. Um, I don't know anything about shoes. Uh, Actually, you know what? I I really needed a pair of shoes. I was going to go to a place that I knew sold Converse. But then I was walking past Payless and I saw they were having a sale and I'm like, you know what? I don't care how I look. So I went to Payless. I bought fake Converse. It was like twenty bucks. It isn't Payless.
1: Isn't there? A, a sale in perpetuity always happening at PLS? Yeah,
0: yeah, But, I mean, they're marked down from their normally low prices. So it was like 20 bucks. They are fake converse. What is the
2: converse of converse? Ooh.
0: Ooh. Uh, listeners, if you know, email uh, podcast at gmail.com. But, anyways, in honor of it being Record Store Day, uh, I pulled. Our listeners and ask them, what is the best record store in Seattle? Of that record store, who would you want to uh, be hear from? Who would you want to be interviewed? And it was 97% asked for uh, Jason Grimes, the owner and operator of Spin Cycle
2: Records. Don't you see enough of me?
0: Yeah, uh, full disclosure, uh, I am uh, his uh, employee. But that's
2: neither here nor there. Jason, welcome to the show. Th- uh, thank you very much for having me. It's, uh, it's been a long... Long time coming.
0: Uh, uh, yeah, uh, this is our first, season, uh, first episode of the fourth season. And Jason, uh, for our listeners, because AM radio, it goes all over the place. 88, what, 88? 88 80 yeah. watts power. Some people thought volts, but it's watts. Tell us, uh, tell our listeners what exactly Spin Cycle is.
2: It's a record and DVD store and video game store and um, meeting place for... Uh, People who are waiting for other people who are while getting coffee in the meantime, where uh, the the last bastion of Broadway.
0: So Broadway uh, is a main street in Seattle. It's a main street in Capitol Hill. This neighborhood, pretty Why, famous. Yes, pretty famous. It used you know it used to be somewhat the backbone of the neighborhood. What is the major change that you've seen over the past ten fifteen years?
2: I have. Uh, I've. Mm, I've. More options of bars to go to, which I don't think is a good thing. I really like just having two bars, the one that's near me that I go to, and then the really nice one that I have to walk to. That's what I like. Too many bars to choose from. Uh, besides that, uh, it also has uh, a lot of rental bikes and uh, much higher, uh, a much higher rent via condo. I think that I've seen any spot in Seattle pick up in a long time. It's gone from two stories to six stories in a decade. Yeah.
0: My biggest problem too is like, and you hinted at this, is that Broadway is now basically a food court where it used to be. There used to be like oh. stores, used to be like bookstores and clothes. And I know there are still a few clothing stores, but you know, you just you come to the you used to be able to come to the neighborhood and like you know show someone from out of town. You could walk around. You could like kill a day you just moving from one end to the other. And now it's like, you know, you know, us, uh, a UPS store, uh, you know, if you want to get your nails done.
2: Mhm. You can get a mattress here. Oh, you can get a mattress here too.
1: For me, that was a turning point for, you know, I, I everyone has their touchstones of when did it kind of change? What was the what was the bar that everyone loved that left or, you know. For oh, me yeah. it was it wasn't a Betty Boop. It was a Betty Page. It was a Betty
2: Page store, which, it was a then, Be- which then had to change its name because Betty Page.
1: Yeah. And the, the Betty Page store went out of business, and then a mattress train store came in. And I think the only thing that would have uh, been worse would have been like a Verizon or something. But that, that's for me when it really, I was like, okay, it's gone. It's never coming back.
2: Oh, don't say never coming back. Yeah. I have, I have five more years on my lease. I really hope it comes back.
0: Well, we're painting a grim picture. I mean, why... So, uh, first off, let's go back a little bit.
2: Why uh, did you decide to open your store on Broadway? You know, it's the only place in Seattle that I've only really known. Uh, I moved from Martinsburg, West Virginia, a long time ago. And I moved sight unseen with the promise of uh, a month and a half of free rent uh, onto 11th and John <laughs> uh, I moved up here with a job for Verizon. Oh, Uh, interesting. Before that, I worked for Bell Atlantic, so I worked when they were still Bell Atlantic. Uh, And I had my car, and I was going to make my commute. A commute to Everett sounds great uh, when you're in Martinsburg, West Virginia, and you're used to making commutes to Manassas or D.C. Uh, Somehow I... I decided that I would apply for a job at a local CD DVD store around the corner, and it was on Broadway. Got the job, uh, decided to stay doing that, and I really haven't moved outside of eight blocks from here since then.
1: And was the store, was
2: it a used, like a, uh, no? Yep, yeah, totally. Like, the, it's it was the prototype of this, and it was uh, a lot of fun to work at. It's where I met Danny. Hi.
0: Just to give some background. Uh, when I moved to Seattle, I had no interest in working. I've never in my life had an interest in working at a record store. I just, I always liked to buy them. And I just, it just never occurred to me. But after like a month of looking for jobs, I was walking down the street and I saw his hiring. I was like, eh, why not? What the fuck? Why not? Like, I, I would apply to anything. And for some reason, I got hired. And I remember I, was talking to a friend back home, and I told him I got this job at, at this like CD DVD store, and he's like, "Man, you don't want to work there." And I'm like, "Yeah, <laughs> it's 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 only gonna be temporary. I want to find something else real soon."
1: Why? But, so why was your friend saying not to?
2: Um, just because. Did he think you meant a CD DVD store or no, a CD a CD, oh. a CD store. Yeah, DVD okay. store?
0: That uh, that would have been because we hassle. did sell
2: some CD DVDs. <laughs> Do you, uh, do you remember breaking open the the box? to no,
0: t- tell t- tell the no. Don't oh, don't man. ask me if I remember. Tell the audience.
2: Does Danny remember the? I do. It was a rite of passage being a new employee and having to log in all of the porn. Uh, it was at least a hallmark. It was at least a benchmark of ours that we would not accept used porn. So we put away and filed and typed in the names of. A lot of porn DVDs. I mean, it, it's not a lot. A lot it fucking feels like a lot. Sorry about that.
1: Wait, wait what do you mean? So you didn't accept them, but you entered them?
2: We we ordered them new, so they would arrive in brand new boxes, uh-huh. uh, all packaged up, slick and pink. <laughs> and uh, we would put the barcodes in and type every single name of every single title that we put in for tracking. Yeah, and we want to make sure those weren't stolen. And that alone was a blast. Well,
0: and the thing was, so at the store, we took the DVDs out of the cases and kept them behind the counter. Oh, yeah. And there's a certain smell to the plastic that's used for the cases of porno DVDs because they don't care. And so there's like a there's a smell of cheap plastic to them, which every once in a while, a very inexpensive... Kung Fu movie will come into the store now, <laughs> and I'll open it. And I'm like, oh yeah,
2: mm. that oh, that's the stuff. Which, not too much unlike a porn movie, is just a series of action sequences loosely tied together by a really bad narrative. Yep. So, what made you decide to go from just working at one to actually
0: owning and operating one? Oh, you know, <laughs> I have <laughs> I have two point two thousand <laughs> listeners. <laughs>
2: really. No, I don't know. Fuck, that's nice. I, AM radio is a beautiful thing. Okay, I'm gonna get to that, but first, I want to. First of all, I want to take this moment to shout out to all my homies in Eastern Regional, in Berkeley County. Uh, Danny, why do you have so many listeners in jails and prisons? You get, <laughs> you get more mail. I'll say you get a fair chunk of your mail from inmates.
0: Yeah. Uh, a little backstory: I use, I've used the store as my mailing address for a while, partly because one, uh, I move, I, I anticipated moving around a lot. It, it's been pretty good, but then also because uh, I do a fanzine, and I just think it looks kind of neat to have your mail go to a store. Uh, John Waters has all of his mail go to Atomic Books in Baltimore, and I just think that's like so cool. And so I think it's like, I think it's kind of neat that so it's like, oh yeah, you want to send me mail? Send it to the store. Mm-hmm. My fanzine gets somewhat good reviews. Uh, prisoners read it. And, Which fanzine's that? Uh, it's called Clock Tower 9. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can uh, order it on Etsy because I don't know how to do web pages, so I just put it up on Etsy. Anyways, this is really uh, getting off track. But can we, we before switching back, mm-hmm. can we, on this track?
1: Yeah. In your last issue, if oh, I'm right. not mistaken,
0: yeah. there was a recipe for a, a prison p- pizza. Yeah. Prison pizza. Yeah. Has anyone made that yet? Well, the guy who was in prison made it, uh, but uh, no, I am g- going to make it sometime soon. Uh, my plan was for the release party for the next issue. Mm-hmm. Uh, I would have like a party and make prison pizza because yes, uh, I also have an interest in prison uh, prison food, like what pe- like what inmates make. Uh, like one of my favorite recipes was prison cappuccino, which is what you do is you get. Um, you get milk, you get like a little container of milk, and then you have it in your sink running under hot water for a certain amount of time. And then you put a uh, maple syrup package uh, that you got from when they had flapjacks. And then the freeze-dried coffee into it, mm. and then mix it all around, and then drink it.
2: Mm. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: Um, just when when groups of people uh, have limited resources and try to do new things, it's really fascinating to me. And prisoners
2: uh, are one of those groups of people. Have you looked into MRE recipes? Uh, I have not. There are. There are things like... Uh, the only one I can remember off the top of my head is, uh, is r- Ranger Coffee.
1: Oh, I heard Ranger Pudding. Ranger Pudding. Oh, Thank you.
2: Thank you. And that is instant coffee, all the sugar that you have, all the creamers that you have... And back when they used to do this, all the amphetamines that they also included—oh,
0: yeah—mixed
2: into the biggest packet that you've got mm-hmm. with some hot water. Close. So I, so I was thinking
1: about something. It's uh, its like chalk. Choc- it's it's cho- It's the um, hot chocolate mix with some water with uh, a peanut butter packet. Oh yeah, and different. You, yeah. yeah,
2: both sound delicious right now.
1: So I, I have a question to if Danny came to you and said, "One of my friends, he's he's coming up to the parole board. One of the questions is that before they release him, he know, he has to have a place to stay and he needs to have employment." <laughs> you know, I did not
0: prompt him to say this at all.
1: And he's like the guy he was in for um, something racketeering, mm-hmm. racketeering. Yeah, uh, he was in there for racketeering, mm-hmm. nonviolent crime, nonviolent crime, model. You know, he's only gotten a couple scuffles just to kind of keep up appearances of, you know. Not even that, not even that. Not even that, not even that. Uh, And he's planning on working here for just a couple months until his um, uncle's
2: uh, business in Yakima Mm -hmm. gets started up again. That's very specific. Uh, What was the question? What what would I say? Yeah, I'm all for that. I I think that it's really difficult for felons to re-enter. And, um, anytime that anybody has a chance to help them, uh, I, I think that that's a great thing. And would I do it, hypothetically? Yeah, totally. <laughs> would I do it in actuality? Yes. No, he's Absolutely. He, he has done that. Really?
0: Okay. Wait, you didn't know that? Uh-uh. No, I, 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 was, I was trying to signal to you that I didn't prompt him into doing
2: that. Oh, I thought you did your research. No, I no. Thought, I thought I was, I was getting nardwired here. No, no. Oh, so yeah uh, i luckily i passed your test not only would i do it you walked the walk. you've talked
1: the talk and you have walked the yeah way. but
2: i walked it first so it's a lot easier to okay. talk it afterward okay. Okay. yeah but but yes uh, we have we've had the rehabilitated um here doing our worst jobs man we've Put him to work uh, spinning CDs, so, which, all oh, that gets yes. all over you. Spin- so spinning CDs yeah, yeah. for, uh, mm-hmm. so
0: we have a machine that will take the scratches out of most CDs, or actually DVDs, since we're mm. Mm. DVDs and video games, disc-based video games. Uh, but it uses this white chemical uh, in the buffering process. And it just gets all over, and your hands get really dried out, and your hands mm. get really, and, like... If you do one, it's fine. But if you do five or more, mm. you're covered in like weird white stuff, yeah. and your hands are really dry, and you just feel weird.
2: It's like doing dishes with drywall. Hmm. Oh, that's and a good answer. and at, at the end of it, you do, like, it, it's in you. It's part of you. We and, become part of you. And the most annoying part is it
0: takes three minutes to spin, and so you're <laughs> going to stand there. You're going to put it in, and you stand there, and you wait for it to be done. So you have to wait for three minutes, and that's not enough time to do anything else. You can't multitask with
2: it. But I still try to make people multitask, by the way. But, yeah. So did Wait. this
1: person come from Danny's... Uh, nope. Okay.
2: From Danny's what? Uh, from penthouse. Danny's Not what? My no, oh, no, no, from no, no, his no, penthouse, no, no. ah, no. This was, uh, this was, like, five or six years ago, so... Did you
1: get, you get, like, um tax breaks for that or anything? yeah but
2: I, i've been doing my own books for years so okay. i i didn't take advantage of that okay. at all the advantage was he didn't have to stay in a halfway house okay and that was great so he he cut a year and by his own description halfway houses are rough places they're simultaneously places where half the people don't want anything to go wrong and they're desperately trying to keep things cool and the other half the people are
0: you might say half wanted to go one way and the other half wanted to go the other way, and that's why it's a halfway house. Oh. <laughs> wow. Uh, this is this actually going to lead into. Uh, no, wait, do you want to tell more about that? Or Nah. Yeah, that's what I figured. So, owning your own business, mm-hmm. how do you deal with uh, all of your friends, acquaintances, friends of friends, cousins, family members asking you for a job? <laughs>
2: Uh half the time <laughs> I give it to you. No, that's not true. Early on, half the time, yeah. I mean if if you think about it, Danny, like who did we work with? It was like we were the refugees from the last job. Yeah. We were throwing it together and then uh and then Cornish yeah. like dumped onto our lap and then we got four or five musicians, yeah. artists from there. Yeah. Like it Early on, it was it, it was our friends,
0: yeah, but and,
2: and cousins. Yeah. Uh, since then, down the line, uh, mostly I joke about how people don't want to work here, and I try to point out how uh, how tedious it can be, how uh, it's really like something between like uh, a, a really loud library and Amazon fulfillment. Uh, but there's no organization to anything at all. And if that doesn't scare them away, then I ask them if they collect records, and then I start to feel them out. Uh, luckily, we even abandoned that and just started hiring people from Craigslist.
0: Really. Uh, yeah, the last time we hired, we made a conscious decision that we wanted someone outside of our circle, and we put an ad on Craigslist, and... In it, we kind of in the ad we kind of said that if you know us, don't apply. We it, we said it a little bit nicer, but that didn't stop people from who knew us in in their email saying, "Hey, you guys, you know, you guys know me, I'm good."
2: And it turned into us hiring like the coolest, oh yeah, guy we've yeah. had in a while. So, how about that?
1: Do you get like a bajillion application? Because like when Danny was saying, there was like a. Uh, a hiring sign? That's like how you found out about the job?
0: That was also like 13 years yeah, ago. Yeah, but I'm just... I was and that was, was before... Cra- and that may have been before Craigslist.
2: I, I would assume you get Cousin. a yeah.
1: ton of people applying.
2: We have a, a ton of people who ask to drop off their applications. And I just politely say that we don't take take applications. Because, like, if I really hope that you get a job before... We have a spot open yeah. <laughs> because if I call you and you're still in the folder and you still need a job, that's terrifying for us all.
0: Uh, I say uh, it's a very small staff, and staff, and no, none of us are going anywhere. Mm-hmm. Jason, uh, what was the first after opening the store? What was like the first time a record came through that got you like really, really excited? Oh,
2: oh, um. You mean when people weren't buying things from my own collection? Yeah, which
0: was the yeah. So th- so th- I'm saying yeah,
2: something like that came, came in. Yeah, oh. it came in through someone sold something. Um, actually, it was it was pretty early on. Like I was doing a lot of running around and digging, and like I was like sourcing everything we could get at that point because we didn't even have new records for a while. You no. kind of made us, and um, yeah, I hooked up with. Uh, my friend Rachel had a friend who used to be a local hip-hop DJ, uh trip-hop DJ, and he had a storage facility that he wanted to get rid of, and we we went through all of that, and he was like, I have some more at my place, so I'm going to get rid of those. We went over to his place. I saw that there was a Nintendo on the ground, and I was like, you're, you're leaving the country, right? Do you want to get rid of that, too? And he was like, yes, absolutely. Uh, and Wait, just... I'm I'm sorry, I'm walking away. And he had this. Hold on. And the same guy, the same collection, had this on the wall of his house. Sorry, it's a radio. It's a a two-foot-by-two-foot picture of stacks of $100 bills, old $100 bills, sitting on top of a bed of quarters. Uh, with a Goodwill sticker in the corner that says $1.99. And uh, I got that too. I also wound up getting some really sweet pillows from Africa. From his place. Were they from Africa or, or were they from an African import store? Uh, I think they were, I, I feel like they were from Africa. I can't say for sure.
0: I, uh, I miss the African import store that was on Broadway. That was going out of business and having a going out of business sale for like fifteen years. They they
2: did with that lady who was handing out flyers. Flyers closing closing yeah. sale. Where is she now? Why? <laughs> Where is she now? Right. Uh, <laughs> but that was a collection.
0: Well, I'm talking about a specific record. Oh, like a specific one, record. yeah, specific okay. record.
2: Um, there were a few in that one. But, oh yeah, okay, I know it, um, I and I, I know it because I let it go. There was a really beautiful, uh, original UK, uh, Black Sabbath, uh, gatefold on Vertigo that, uh, opened up and, uh, only the UK had this, but, uh, you open it up and it had an upside-down cross on one side and then black-and-white pictures of the band on the other. And somebody had written their name on the upside-down cross and then they wrote their name on the beautiful black-and-white Vertigo label, which I'm still in love with. And it upset me so much that I put it on the wall and it disappeared like three days, like somebody got it three days later. And I've never seen another copy. So it's the one that haunts me. That's the one that sticks with me.
0: What's the first record that you got really sick of seeing? <laughs> You're just like, Gee, fucking
2: Jesus Christ, this fucking record again. Oh, man. Can I guess? Yes. Yeah. I think I've got it in my head.
0: Perry Como. No, what? That, that doesn't come in that often.
1: Well, I thought just in general. Like when you're going to like
2: Goodwill or something. Perico, yeah, Perry was Al Hurt. Terrible.
1: Who What What guy did the mice on the nut?
0: Mice? Wait, are, we, are we talking about the pornos again? <laughs>
1: <laughs> it was like a com- comedy album. Your cock is so huge, it looks like there's
2: mice on the nut.
1: My son. Oh! Yeah. Oh.
0: yeah. I thought we were talking about your dorm room again. No. My, my son the nut. Um. <laughs>
2: The Smothers Brothers? Nah, it's no, not Okay. I don't know. That just sounds like. Is it the guy insane. who did the "Hello Mother"? Yep, 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 yep.
1: "Hello Father." Yep. yep. That's exactly it.
0: I think that guy's son goes on. Too Alan?
1: Right something.
0: Here. You're right. It is Alan. It's yeah.
2: Uh, Jason. Uh, that album I get most sick of seeing is um.
0: Uh, when uh, the store first opened, how much would you price out a copy of Fleetwood Mac's Rumours?
2: Um, I think they were uh, somewhere between Dollar Bin and seven dollars. Seven, seven 9 Yeah, that's it. In bad shape. Yeah, no Dollar Bin.
0: So, yeah. so how, how, can you can you tell me about the evolution of your thoughts of how much that record should be priced at?
2: Um. Well. As soon as everybody realized that they should own a copy, apparently, then that, uh, between that and the HBO vinyl special, <laughs> uh, it's just supply and demand. Like at that point, it's, it's just nature takes over. We have no control. Is that an answer? I mean, it kind of was like, you know, a good copy
0: was like seven. Mm hmm. But then we are like, well, you know, let's, let's just try 10. Then it was like 12. Then it was 15. And now, if someone brought in a nice, clean, great copy, a used copy of Fleetwood Max Rumors, what would you put it out for? You know, this
2: conversation is my passport to uh, hanging out with anybody in it. Any city via a record store. I can go into a record store if the owner or somebody who cares is there. We can get talking about the cost of Fleetwood Mac. How long you been here? Nine years, man. Remember when this was blah blah blah, and then you're, and then we have a common.
1: That's the secret handshake.
2: That's that's the secret handshake. Yeah. That's the passport because it is, it's phenomenal to us, and it, but it's a phenomena all over, and it's. It is just the way... It's what's happened to fucking records recently. Recently, the last 10 years. Like, we're all... Everybody out here who buys records knows this is just... We're all going through the exact same situation. Um, Records that used to be common and and fun to buy are... They're hard to get a hold of now.
0: Uh, I just want to... Just as an example... In the late '90s, I bought probably the first four to five Led Zeppelin records for a dollar each. Not even really because I wanted them; just because I was like, "Well, I just have these, and they're they're a dollar. What else am I going to buy for a dollar?" It's kind of like me and the Matrix DVDs. You
1: know, you, you see Maroon, <laughs> like, oh, they're a dollar. You know,
0: do you include the Animatrix? <laughs> yeah, in that? of course. Mm. So the first time that I was aware that that record existed, it was a joke that I didn't understand but I still laughed at. <laughs> and I don't know exactly what episode it is or what, you know, day it was, but there's a Wayne's World skit where they bring it up and Wayne says that that record was like um little packs of Tide. Everyone just got one in the mail. <laughs> And he was talking about how, like, the popularity and how everyone just had a copy of that. And I was like, whatever, like a little kid. And I didn't, I'd never heard of Fleetwood Mac, but I laughed at it. Jason,
1: in your professional opinion, what would you say the difference between a sketch and a skit
0: is?
2: Oh. Um, a sketch is, uh, prob. Okay, here's the difference. Uh, a sketch is, uh, over, like, 15 seconds, and, um, ties the record together really well. And a skit is, uh, about the same length, and it totally fucks the record up. Okay. So, see, uh, Dale Russell, uh, Dr. Dre's the Chronic, and, uh, put that against, uh, Every skit in every hip hop ac- record ever since then.
0: I wish, I wish uh, one day for Record Store Day they'd re-release the Red Man Method Man first record <laughs> together, minus all of the skits or sketches or whatever they are, and just just the songs. Because that is one of my favorite hip hop records. It's so fun. It's so bouncy, mm-hmm. and there's it slows to a crawl every time they have to be funny.
2: It sucks. De La Soul did it so well one time, and everybody had to try it after that. It's just not good. With the exception of um, Pulitzer Prize winner Kendrick Lamar, who did a really good job He just won that, right? He did just win that, yeah. Sorry to date the podcast. Yeah, Uh, yeah, (laughs) because I I said that Records for Day (laughs) is coming
0: up this Saturday. So, yes, you have dated this evergreen podcast.
2: (sighs) Uh, I, I kind of like skits and I kind of like sketches. Why do you ask? What, what, well, what's your connection? D- D- Danny was
1: saying that he watched a, Wayne, said this. a Wayne's World skit. Mm-hmm. And immediately, I couldn't listen to the rest of the story because I was like, I always think of anything on Saturday Night Live as a sketch. <laughs> but he's calling it a skit. I think a skit is something that kids do for their parents. You know, uh, at a, at a, on a camping trip or something. Mm-hmm a sketch is a whole bunch of you know uh coastal liberals you know trying to make fun of our prestigious government uh and tear it down so right you're going this
0: regard all the comedy that happens at second city in chicago because that's not on either coast i mean it's kind of on a coast those are pretty nope. big it's lakes. on the north there coast there are pretty
1: big lakes those lakes are pretty big if you didn't know you'd think you were on a coast
2: but also like well yeah you know what i can't break it down i'm gonna stick with that and then i'm gonna open a beer yep so you will go
0: elsewhere you don't you don't wait for the records to come to you you will go find the records what is the creepiest funniest sexiest uh, situation you've ever found yourself going to get some records oh
2: man um uh, I went back home to visit my parents actually I went back home for my my parents parents uh, uh, 30th wedding anniversary, and um, while I was there, I realized for the first time that West Virginia had Craigslist, (laughs) uh, because it was the first time they did, Uh, and I was there for a while. It was a surprise party, shout out mom and dad, Uh, and I totally, they didn't expect me to show up at all. It was great. Uh, And so, because I was actually in a planning mode, I was actually checking, like, well, what the fuck am I going to do there while I'm there? Uh, and I wound up getting into this guy's storage container, who was uh, friends with Neil Young back in seventy, like a late 70s, and then hung out at Neil's ranch. And so while going through this guy's collection and drinking beer and smoking weed, he told me what an awesome guy Neil Young is, basically. He just told me about awesome stories about him being cool to his kids and cool to his animals and cool to his friends.
0: And, and, and after all those stories were done, you said that doesn't change the way his voice sounds.
2: You know, it's grown on me. It's grown <laughs> on me so no, no, much. No, don't stick with the- uh, no, so no, I, no, 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 no. I, I get to change. I get I, to
0: change. I, I, I love Neil Young. I have um, when everyone and when everyone does those stupid, that stupid fucking questions. Beatles or the Stones? I'm such a prick, and I love saying Neil Young. <laughs> uh, and.
2: Jason does not like Neil Young's voice? And it's fine! It's not true. Don't pigeonhole me. Um... I mean, trans (laughs) is amazing. amazing. God, it's a good fucking album. Uh, And, the, you know, it's one of those stitches where the more you learn about somebody, context, you're like, you know what? I get it a little bit better. Um... I was listening to, you know, I didn't really listen to uh, Crosby, Sills, Nash Young and uh, the live album 4-Way. And there's one spot on there where he's like, so this album, this song sort of starts out slow and then just sort of disintegrates into nothing. And I like, I like the humor of that. And I think that was when he was starting to grow it on me.
0: Adam, are you ready to do your uh, most famous lightning round? I am. All
1: right, here we go. Some of these questions have already been asked, but I'm not going to let that get yeah. in the way. Yeah, yep. That's for the show. Don't cut that out. Yeah. <clears throat> How did you become a record store owner?
2: Um, I didn't have any marketable skills.
1: This is just for me, not for the show. Okay. Didn't you come here working for Verizon or something, though?
2: I, I did. I, I, came, I came to Seattle working for Verizon, and then I started working for somebody else's store. Uh, and then all of my, uh, all my, my, my networking skills actually timed. like I, I feel like I, I felt like they timed out. But that might actually be an excuse that I used to just do something that surprisingly I've been doing all my life which is like collecting shit and like judging its relative value.
0: I thought this was a lightning round.
2: Sorry. Did I'll, you, go, I'll did, go faster. So
1: did you dream of being a record store owner?
2: Never. Had no idea.
1: So what advice would you give to an aspiring record store owner?
2: Um, uh, Just do it. Absolutely. Like uh, the first thing that I bought was a, a cash box because I thought that that's what I needed. I mean, really all you need like are records, a uh, place to put them. And then the third thing was, well, I guess we have to put money somewhere. So I bought a cash box at Goodwill.
1: What would you say is the biggest misconception of owning a record store?
2: Um, uh, it oh man can I answer this one yeah <laughs> then please. all you do is sit around and listen to records all day oh my day. fucking god yes yeah I I try to tell people it's like a loud library but the library part like librarians are busy all the time it's it's hard <laughs> and it's really librarians good... have
0: to deal with homeless people a lot which yeah, we it, also have to do cool the metaphor holds
2: yeah
1: Was your biggest fuck up
2: Oh, my God. As a record store owner. Yeah. Um, um, Can I answer this
1: one? <laughs> I mean, he does
2: manage the place. Danny, you first. Uh, we
0: didn't know that the first press of the Mamas and the Papas <laughs> record, where <laughs> they're all sitting in the bathroom, there's a version... Mm-hmm. Where you can see the toilet, mm-hmm. which they then blocked out later, and we had put it in the dollar bin, mm-hmm. and someone who just is not the person you want to make that mistake around... Asa. <laughs> found it and bought it for a dollar and then probably resold it for like $30.
2: No, he resold it for 150 He told me. that <laughs> Asa's one of those people, when he walks in and buys something, I know we've done something wrong
1: actually this is a follow up to that one it's not part of mm-hmm. the line. so you've talked twice about the things that you've so it sounds like your regrets are more about undervaluing things than like buying something that you thought was a really expensive and then
0: yeah like, oh, for sure oh we paid too much for that superman Oh, uh, well. super
2: nes yeah we did boy we got we got trolled by a nine year old about that one that's
1: true what is the most if you were to generalize and put people in boxes. What's the most mm-hmm. annoying type of customer?
2: Oh, man. Um, uh, th- uh, the one that pays by credit card. Yeah. Sorry.
0: No, it's funny. Well, one thing I want to... I know this is lightning round, but one thing I want to say is... just <laughs> <This> lightning really <laughs> sucks. <laughs> yeah. Well, this whole fucking This is time. great. This is going great. I feel that I'm... Tr- like, the most annoying customers are the ones I'm trying to be really nice to because they're the fucking weirdos that spend a lot of money on DVDs. And they're also, like, really fucking annoying. But then I'm like, but they spend so much money on DVDs. Like, they come in and they, they know about these TV shows that I've never heard of. Like, did you know the Transporter got made into a TV show? Shout out to Splinter. Uh, and so, yeah, and so, like, And it's like one of those things of like, one, would there be any real benefit to being mean to anybody? No. You might have a funny story, but that's about it. But two, like, these people, like, they they come in once a week, four times a week, and they buy, like, the weirdest fucking DVDs and they spend a lot of money on them. So yeah, I'll ask them how their day's going. I'll listen to them talk about weird stories about their job that... Them telling the story makes them sound like the bad person. And you just deal with it because you know that the nicer you are, the more fun they have coming to the store and the more money they'll spend on, like, you know, Covert or, covert Affairs Season 9, which you've never heard of. It's on a channel like called, like, you know, Fun TV or something like a station that you've never heard of.
2: I saw a Reddit headline recently that said, um I'm trying to imagine how I'm going to explain to my child uh, the smell of a blockbuster video one part candy and one part disgusting carpet. I think that like now that it's gone we've taken up its mantle. Yeah. We have to be the weird the 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 place where weird people talk about bad stuff.
1: I just like the special features and they don't have those on uh Don't screen. have
2: those. Yeah.
1: What would be the uh, the Holy Grail to come in?
2: I mean, if the actual Holy Grail came in, that'd be pretty sweet. Okay, the truth. Accidents listeners, I'm looking for uh, the original two, I mean apocryphal, uh, pressings of uh, Tribe Called Quest, uh, Midnight Marauders, with the alternate borders. So there's a green, a black, and a red... We all have the green, but I have a cassette tape with the red version, and I know that the other ones exist on LP. I want all three. I won't quit, but man, oh man, will I be happy. Oh man, will I be happy. So the-
0: So my, my my answer to that question is that it's not that there's a holy grail out there. It's just that I love weird shit showing up, mm. and that's one of my favorite things about records. It's like there's so many weird records <laughs> that you just can't even imagine, am- because it goes back to remember when um, what's his name, Rumsfeld, Rumsfeld said, there's no knowns there's no unknowns, and then there's the unknown unknowns, unknowns.
2: Yeah. Working at a record store, you get to see the unknown unknowns <laughs> and yeah. it's like, wait, what the fuck is this? That's the lightning question that we get all the time. So so what are you listening to these days? And we're like, man, I can't even tell you. Yeah. So I listened to music for plants <laughs> and I mu- listened to music for bugs yeah. and they both came in the same week.
0: And there's even, there's uh, a little bit ago, this record came in of like Hawaiian music and Jason had left me a note that says, it was, it was an LP that you're supposed to play at 33. He left me a note that says play at 45. And you know what? Every time I played that record, someone came in from the sidewalk and was like, what is this? (laughs) And so it's, yeah, it's, uh, for me, it's like, I, I don't have a holy grail. I just, I love the weird shit that you just don't even imagine coming in. Do you guys want to know what my holy grail is? Oh, hey! Oh, so
2: sorry. Yeah, totally. Poncho,
0: what's your holy grail?
2: Walt
1: Disney takes you on a tour of Disneyland.
0: You've told me that. Mm.
1: Yeah, that's why you should know. I know.
2: Have you Have you heard it before?
1: Yeah, I I downloaded it from
2: YouTube. dot (laughs) com. dot
0: com Um, Yeah. Um. Okay, wait, so I, I ranted about Record Store Day.
2: What are your thoughts on Record Store Day? Uh, I, I enjoy it. Actually, every year, there's there's something that comes out, like somebody gets it right, and somebody puts out uh, something that hasn't been released in a long time, or puts out uh, something very thoughtful, like uh, a, a love letter to record collectors and to record stores. And since the very beginning, that's that's the the vibe that's come from it. And somebody always does it. Somebody always puts something really good out. There's always something good. Can you so, give like
1: an example of what that's been in the past?
2: Um, oh, man. Um,
0: the Outcast record.
2: Yeah, Southern Playlistic Cadillac music. Like that was the first time in. I think that was its. 25th or 30th anniversary something but like it was 20th anniversary um yeah that was really good um I've gotten
0: man I've got oh the fucking Devo record
2: yeah oh god the, yeah the Devo live at Max's uh was is so good and I have I have two copies of that <laughs> like I yeah, put one of those on Discogs motherfucker nah nah <laughs> not for a long yeah and it was it was and is still really good. Actually, Tame Impala put out a oh, really yeah. good live album years and years ago. There's always the, something. The, the
0: Diva record. It's it's them at a great time in their career. It's a quality recording. Fucking David Bowie introduces the band. It's mm. it's a it's a, it's, a, it's a it's a really great record. Fuck, that's a great record.
2: Yeah. Um. Yeah. Incidentally, I think actually Jackpot just puts out the best stuff oh, that's every so good. year. Yeah, yeah. They have a great Wipers record coming out it, this year, and a Sun Ra record. And a sunrise record. Yeah. Jason, oh my God, dang, we gotta get to we gotta get
0: serious for a second. Okay. If there was, what is your favorite place in Seattle to get coffee? Let's be serious for a second. <laughs> Please be serious for one second.
2: Mm. Um. Uh, Capitol Hill has the best coffee. Period. Like if it's Cafe Press or if it's Vivace but my favorite place is if I happen to be downtown near that like light rail coffee place. Monorail Espresso. Monorail Espresso. It's so great. That's that's my favorite place because I have to be there, and if I'm there, it's so great. If I'm, if I'm within blocks, I have to be there. Okay.
0: It's so great, and great sweatshirts. I want to buy one of those sweatshirts.
2: And if you're
1: a, a bike courier, you get to park for free and use their tables.
2: Or if you have a bike courier porn fetish, that's the spot to be because, man, they're there. Mm-mm. Adam, what's your favorite place in Seattle to get Actually, coffee? Actually, you know what? We
0: are running out of time. Oh, my goodness. It's been so great. Jason, thank you so much. I know that record for Day is coming up and it's a busy week. You got a lot of things at price and this and that. Uh, but we got to go, uh, Adam. Thanks for hanging out.
1: I don't know what we
2: want to say. <laughs> <laughs> it is another week of actions
0: on purpose. Uh, just remember, keep one finger on the pause button,
2: one foot in the grave, and thank you for listening. Thanks, everybody. Adam has. The night is on my mind. The sun still shine, but the night is on my mind. So Paulie, while I drop this run
1: Or oh, do you know the answer to this? Because I do. It's a.
2: I was gonna say medieval madness,
1: but when I say it, if you know it, this one, you'd be like, it makes sense. Mm-hmm. Twilight Zone.
2: Uh, yeah, there's yeah. so much shit
1: going on. Yep,
2: that and, and uh, Doctor Who. Oh, okay. It has a lot of shit to fail. I, I only know that because they're mostly broken.
0: I found that yes, the Twilight Zone one I really enjoy playing, but it's a lot of weird shit happens.
1: Can I, Can I? And then we can. Last bit about this. Mm-hmm. So that guy, there's like this infamous guy that makes the pinball machines like he's considered like a really good board designer <clears throat> and that was like his they were like make this many more games and then we'll let you do a game that you can do anything you want with and
0: that was the one that he came up with oh wow sure, do you go? yep